It's gorgeous out. Let's pop some dots. This is the Updog Podcast, a blend of upland and waterfowl hunting. Tune in as your hosts, Tyler Beaton, Jeff Ludicky, Matt Jeske, chat about training dogs and share their bird hunting stories, tactics, and strategies. Welcome to the Up Duck Podcast. Uh, if this is your first episode, um, you have only heard the name Up Duck. Uh, but if you are, if you listen to the pilot episode, one, I'm sorry. Two, um, you probably heard the name Ducklander. We had a minor name change. So um, this is now officially the Up Duck Podcast. My name is Tyler Breeden. I am one of your hosts, and I am joined by Jeff Ludicky. Hi. And uh, Matt Jeske. Hey, everyone. We are uh, going to take you through another episode, and on this episode, we are going to talk all about duck boats, more specifically, building your own duck boat. We are stepping out of uh, basically my comfort zone and anything that I have any knowledge or any value to add to this conversation. The good news is, is that Matt and Jeff are, um, they're bona fide experts in my, as far as I do. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, it might be a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> the the goal is to get you to the point where you're going to be wanting to build your own boat by the end of this podcast. That well, right? You, right? You, you, yeah, you told me that today. You said by the end of the episode, like you're you're going to want you to get, build your you're own. Gonna, you're going to get inspired. Okay, I hope I hope to be inspired. But you know what boat stands for, though, right? What? Bust out another thousand because they're money pits, but it's fun. So it's worth. But it's fun. Hey, what? Right? There's there's worse things you could spend your money on. On a yeah, duck boat. Very true. Very true. You know, so all right. Um, man, okay. I'm excited about this episode. Um, before we dive in though, okay. Anything you guys want to like just like lay out ahead of time before we dive into the details of this topic? For it. Well, for me, I think the big thing is just to show people that you know you don't necessarily need to spend twenty to thirty thousand dollars on a duck boat. You know, obviously, you know, you got all the big names out there um, and they're they're awesome boats. I've been on boats like that. You can't deny that it's a good time. But uh, me and Matt built our own boats from kind of beat up holes. Uh, I don't know how much Matt spent, but I spent significantly less than twenty to thirty thousand dollars. So it's just to show you guys that you can get a nice boat. You can work on it yourself. You can get it out in the water and you can make it work for significantly less money than that. That's good. Awesome. I mean, that's, and that's like the, so the thing that's, that's good to know. I think, because when I think of waterfall hunting, I think of, I think of money pit, like waterfall hunting, when you look at it, it feels so expensive to get into. And if you're looking at boats, it's yeah, it's insane. Well, boats are both new boats are insane anyway, but, uh, that's, that's a good point. Um, so, but, so let's, let's dive deeper on that. So what, and Matt, uh, why don't you go first? What made you decide that you wanted to get a duck boat and that you didn't want to buy a brand new, I'm assuming cost? Um, and then like, how long ago was that that you made that decision? So, yeah, I mean, cost is definitely the the issue that, I, you know, took until I was 32 until I bought a boat to work on and then build up from there. Um, I grew up hunting out of a boat, not doing any walk-in hunts, didn't have a dog, that kind of stuff. So... I mean, I kind of just, I don't know when that's the only way you hunt, you, you always want to get back to it. Right. And then living on the river with only so many walkout spots, you basically have to have a boat if you really want to get out to some spots. I mean, I mean, I, uh, I ended up being lucky enough to have friends out here with boats. And then that just kind of opens up to your world of like, Hey, that walking spots. Okay. But being able to get out to the spot would be really awesome. Um, so knowing that I wanted to do that, I've wanted to buy a boat since, you know, high school or whatever. But um, me and my dad built one, and it was it, it was good enough. Got us got us out and got us hunting and stuff in high school, and um, wanted to get that out. And you know, my dog being four or whatever, had a couple couple of years in front of us still. I wanted to get out to a lot more, a lot of better spots. That's why I, I wanted to do that. So, and it yeah. took two years for the project. Definitely wasn't a fast thing. It was a it was a two year build. Yeah. Yep. From the time October of uh I want to say twenty twenty I bought it and then I had it in 
for this season in August 2022. So okay. okay. Yeah. Uh did you did you have to okay it with with your significant other or was Kelly totally on board? Like, oh yeah, go for it. She knew I'd been looking for a long time. So it wasn't okay. like a surprise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean everything since then, like uh Jeff had said, uh boats aren't cheap. And even when you have it, you always want something a little different or a little better even for it. So okay. there's a lot of okaying that gets gets uh, discussed yes. after that. Yeah, of course. Of course. We hey, this this podcast, we you know, we we talk about real things here. All right. We we're all married. We all have young children. Yes. There is there are no decisions that you just make out of the blue here. Yeah. So um okay so you made the decision and then it was a two-year build jeff yeah what what about you where did like how long ago did you decide you were like okay i want to do this and then you pulled the trigger on it it started back in high school i bought a, a hole for like 200 dollars. this was right when i kind of wanted to start getting into duck hunting it was a piece of junk and you know i always had i'm an engineer so i always had that desire to build things up and design and customize and things like that. So started that one in high school, built a homemade blind for it. Um, and then slowed down in college, got rid of it. And then I kind of just kept going from there. You know, the big thing with boats is that it opens up so many more opportunities for you to duck hunt, you know, field hunting is great. I love field hunting. You know, you can't, you can't beat it. You just, you know, drive your truck out in the field, dump the decoys, you know, you're dry, all those types of things. But, you know, permission is so difficult to get these days and it just gets harder and harder, you know, and people can't keep you off the water. That's the good thing. Nobody owns the water. Um, you know, if you can find a ramp and launch a boat, you can go wherever you want as long as your feet are wet. Right. So that's the big thing with boats. It just really opens up a lot more opportunities for, for spots and just to get out there. Yeah, that, for sure. That's like, uh, like when we've gone out on the on the um, that river that shall not be named. Although, if you know where we are, you probably can figure out which river um, <laughs> it is. You know, and like I, I get to hunt a little bit of private near there, but I'm always like, oh man, you know, like all the shooting seems to be coming <clears throat> from like, mm, like a half mile that way on the actual river. Um, so definitely, definitely opens up a lot more spots, like you said. What about your current boat? Like, how long ago did you make the decision to buy it? Uh, the current boat I bought uh, last year, I think I bought it in the summer, um, and it was it was somewhat turnkey. I mean, it was it was pretty scratched up, but it really you know it didn't have any leaks or anything like that. It wasn't a duck boat at the time; it was just a fishing boat. Um, so I didn't need to do a whole lot of work to it um, to get it ready for the water. The big thing was just you know electrical and a motor and a blind and those types of things, but. Um, so I started in the summer, didn't take quite as long as Matt's two year process, but you know, a lot of the stuff I, I had from my previous boat and I was able to modify to fit onto my existing boat. So that was nice. And it made the build a lot quicker. So you're, so the boat that you had prior to the one you bought last year, how long ago did you build that one? And was that your first boat that you bought since the one in high school that was a little sketchy? Yeah. Yeah. I bought it. I bought, I didn't have the the second one for very long. I think I used it for two seasons. So I bought it, what, three years ago, I think. And it was just a 12 footer. The width was good for me, but I wanted something a little bit longer. I know when I went out with you in that scouting the one time, Tyler, it was me, you and Mac and a handful of gear. And there was just really no room. I think Mac was pretty much sitting on your lap. That's um, okay. So he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> So I knew I wanted something a little bit bigger, but not too big to the point where I couldn't get into those, you know, remote access type spots that we have around here. So got it. That makes, that makes a ton of sense. All right. Yep. Um, and so let's let, I'm going to take a quick detour here. Okay. And then we're going to, we're going to dive in a little bit more here, but okay. Jeff, you're an engineer, Matt, what are, what, what do you do by trade? I'm also an engineer. Okay. All right. So let's, let's get that on the table because I said that this is something that I can't do. I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm talking about two engineers who built their own duck boat. I work a desk job for a reason. All right. Like I'm not handy at all. So hey, but you know us. We can that's true. Right. It's not what you know, it's who you know. So we supply um, the beer and we'll be over. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. 
we got that clarification out of the way. I'm just covering my bases and making excuses because <laughs> I do not have the skills or abilities to do this. Okay. So let's talk about the actual boat. So you, when you went to start shopping for it, Matt, like, did you know what you were looking for or was it like a broad spectrum search where you wanted to narrow down like what you were specifically looking for on the boat from a size perspective, from a feature yeah. standpoint? Yeah. Knowing that I'd be on the river here, I was looking for pretty much a minimum of a 17 foot boat. You know, I grew up on a, on a, Mar you know, the Marsh Lake by you guys with a 16 foot boat. We could hunt three guys out of no dog and with gear that was pretty tight. Um, and then hunting with uh, some friends out here, they've got all got 18 footers, um, 48 uh, inch width minimum. Um, so I kind of had a good idea of what I wanted. Um, and, and it's kind of hard, you know, you got to sift through the garbage and kind of, you know, search through marketplace and how far do you want to drive and whatever. But I got pretty lucky. I'd mentioned it to a friend um, through my HRC club and he had said, oh, did you know so-and-so was actually selling their boat um, for super cheap on a trailer, has a motor, that kind of thing. I said no. And I kind of talked, ended up, you know, reaching out to him and um, it was a good deal. It was definitely a project boat though. You know, it was had good bones and that was about kind of where we left it so i did pick that up from him and you know it was 1848 um pretty good condition nothing that couldn't be repaired by you know my friend that's a welder so that was that's pretty much where i started off and tyler for you i don't know if you know when we say 1848 or 1436 the last number is how many inches wide the bottom of the boat is uh okay yep okay so Thank, thank you for the clarification because yep. I had zero idea. Matt said 1848, and I was like, nope. Okay. Yep. All right. So 18 feet long, 48 inches wide at the bottom. Man, okay. Good. Mm -hmm. What that that's that is knowledge drop right there. I will never forget that. Got it. I'm putting that one away for, for later. Um okay. So you knew you wanted a big boat. I mean, I think like what I heard you basically say is. You you're like okay, I know the types of conditions I'm going to be hunting, and so I know that I need to have like yeah a, a big boat. Like I need to yeah. so okay, okay, got that. Um, okay, when you say it had good bones, like what did it look like when you picked it up? It was what? rough, <laughs> pretty rough, and they got more rough when I brought it home and then took off the aluminum floor and the you know the deck that was built up on the front of it. You know, was it I used found... for duck hunting, Matt, or bow fishing, uh, or what was it? Used it was for? it was used for a plethora of things since 1984. Okay, so it's been, <laughs> a little bit of everything. It's been around, yeah. Maybe the some the guy previously we can't on this podcast. Uh, yeah, he, he previously used it for fishing mostly, but it did at one point have a blind on it, so you know there was rivet holes everywhere, and you know some bracketry that was left over just kind of hanging out. I drilled out a lot of rivets when I brought it home, basically. I was, say, was it leaking when you got it? Uh, no, it was it was dry in the bottom. Oh, that's good. There were some that's cracks good. on the ribs, um, but I got I got all that repaired. But no no leak, so it was pretty solid when I got it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Jeff, same, same question for you. What, like, when you started your search, like, what – did you know what you were looking for from a size standpoint or like a, any any feature standpoint? Did you know how wide you wanted it to be? Yeah, like I said, I wanted a 14-footer. Um, I was initially trying to find a 1440 or 1442, but I don't know how many how much searching you've done, Matt, but those are very difficult sizes to find. They're, they're very desired. Um, so I ended up landing on a 1436, not quite as wide as I wanted, but it still works. Um, I still wanted something small that I could maneuver around um, by myself if I needed to. You know, a lot of the spots we go around here aren't technically launches. Um, they're basically just a dirt path that's been, you know, beat up to the point where you couldn't launch a boat there. Yeah. Um, so I needed something I could pull off the trailer onto the ground if I needed to and drag it into the water. So that's kind of that's kind of why I landed on a 1436. Um, I got it on Marketplace. Drove down to Illinois. I actually got a pretty funny story. Um, it was a Sunday, and marketplace can be, you know, if you want something and something comes up that's a good deal, you have to be ready to jump yeah. on it or it's going to be gone, right? 
So I didn't have any cash and the guy wanted cash. I think it was like $1,200. I think I scrounged up like 80 bucks or something from wherever in the house. Went to the ATM with my debit card and my wife's debit card. Maxed both of those out with cash. Then I drove down to Illinois, tried an ATM down there, got denied. Went to the gas station, bought a soda, thinking maybe I can get cash back if I buy something, uh, you know, got denied. <laughs> so fortunately, I was able to Venmo this guy the, the 70 or $80 that I still owed him. But I do not know how my car did not get flagged for fraudulent activity. Suspicious. Because it was one of the most <laughs> fraudulent type things that I probably have ever done. And it was it was, it was really funny. But... Went down there, got it, brought it up, and yeah, started the build. How far? How far did you end up driving? Uh, it was where was it? It was just forget what the town was called. Uh, it was probably only an hour and a half, so okay. nothing crazy. That's not that's not bad, Matt. When you no. were looking, how far away were you looking to drive? Like, what was your limit? Nah, um, I kind of looked everywhere. So with that real foot trip every year, like I just know there's a so many boats down there that are pretty well taken care of. I've, I've, you know, watched the motor on them, but they have a lot of good boats in the South. So I've, I've looked pretty far, um, in extensive searches, but. Um, and they're so cheap down there too. Yeah. That's the other thing is, I mean, we know people that he bought a, he went down mentioned something to our guide and he said, Oh, a buddy's selling a war Eagle. And like, they bought it that night and came back a couple weeks later and towed it home. So I was pretty open mm-hmm. to, to driving, but I, I mean, ideally it would have been in the, you know, the greater tri-state area you know a couple hours maybe a couple hours right yeah <laughs> well if, if it's like you if you show up and you're like okay i'm not actually gonna drive this home that you know you yeah. drive like four hours that way yeah exactly suck yep <laughs> okay all right that makes that makes sense you 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 kind of knew what you wanted based on you know where you were going to be hunting um what you were trying to get into um we talked about picking it up like um now you get it home, Matt. We, you were talking about how you were ripping stuff apart, and it was in rough, rough, rough shape. Jeff, your most recent one when you started to, to take it apart, what did what did it look like? Yeah, it was in really good shape. The hull. Um, it was the guy's father owned it, and he had passed away, and he primarily just used it for fishing small lakes uh, in northern Wisconsin. So it was it was in good shape. It just needed paint. Um, the big thing when I first got it home, I pulled it off the trailer and one of the bunks snapped, snapped right off. So that was kind of, Mm. that was the first thing that I really dove into was replacing the bunks with, you know, new wood and wrapping them up with carpeting and things like that. Um, fixing the lights, you know, those trailer lights seem like they last a couple of years tops and you got to replace them. Um, especially because you're dipping them in and out of the water all the time. They, they say they're waterproof, but. They just don't last. So that was a big thing with me, just pulling it off, you know, doing a little bit of work on the trailer and then getting ready for paint. Yeah. Okay. I mean, did you, like you brought it home, did you, did you sort of inventory what you wanted to do to it? Like, did you know what you wanted to do it based on when you, you know, what it looked like when you picked it up or. Yeah, I had a rough idea. Um, The big thing, you know, when you're picking out a size is you kind of have to have an idea of what type of motor you want to put on it too. Right. Cause all these John boats are only rated up to a certain horsepower you know a lot of guys you see on facebook you know they exceed that significantly um you know they're putting 40 horsepower motors on 14 foot boats but i'm not about that i want to stay safe (laughs) so i generally put the largest horsepower motor that the boat is rated for and i try not to exceed that you know so that's really the big thing um is knowing what motor you want how much horsepower you know how heavy you want the motor to be how heavy you want the overall rig to be and then kind of going from there. Okay. So, so you're, dri- you're driving a 1436. What is it? What is your, what is your boat rated for? What uh, well, it's rated, it's rated for 15 horse and that's what I have on it. I think it's 15.8 technically. So maybe I am a little bit over, but I run a long tail. So long tails are, you usually can go a little bit over, I guess. Um, it's not like an outboard motor. Um, they're not going to go as fast. So. Okay, so if there's any about anybody out there who's like me and does not understand what a long tail is, you want to give a thirty second, thirty second like description of what a long tail motor is. 
Yeah, so a long tail is it's it's just a mud motor. You have two main mud motors or types of mud motors. One of them being a surface drive, um, which are generally faster, more expensive, um, but they're not as durable. Um, and then you have long tails, which are they call them the four by four of mud motors. Um, so it's just a really long shaft. Um, that's what she said. Can I say that? <laughs> I thought it. I thought it. <laughs> yeah. Michael Scott from the office, right? You got a quote yes. at the office every once in a while. Um, so it's just an extended shaft. It's I think it's 65 inches long. Um, and yeah, it's just made for going through the mud. Um, and yeah, you generally run a um, air-cooled motor on it as opposed to an outboard motor would be water-cooled. Um, so you're generally just putting, you know, horizontal shaft motors, you know, from uh, Harbor Freight or Briggs and Stratton, those types of motors on it. So that's really the main difference. Okay, that makes that makes sense. Um, that you know started with you know what you wanted to do with it, Matt. For you, you brought this boat home. Like you're looking at it. Are you inventorying things in your head? Like I want to do this, this, and this. And then how oh, much yeah. did it? How much did it change once you started to take it apart? It didn't change too much. It it added probably more like front loaded the work though. Okay. Right. So the end result was the same, just there was more, more steps in between than I had probably anticipated or, or really wanted to. Um, you know, when you start taking off the floors and looking at things, you're just adding to your list, not necessarily, uh, you know, yeah, just adding more work to it basically. So my, what, my one note of, of things kind of grew. What did, what did you start with and why? When you started to to repair it, to well, up. so I I took all the floors and the the deck off because I didn't like how long the deck extended back. I wanted everything to be pretty open up front. Um, so I took all that off and removed all the crappy foam that was underneath there that the previous owners um, or probably multiple owners before had put under there. Scrapped all that, and then I had you know a good look at what the bottom of the hull looked like and everything. But that that fall and winter. I'd taken the motor off and stored that upstairs and then actually flipped the boat over in the backyard and then taken the trailer into the garage. And that that winter and fall, I had made repairs on the trailer, stripped it down, primed and painted it, new uh, axle tires. I pretty much redid the trailer at the same time. Same thing, all wiring and all that too. But that way the trailer would be ready to go a little more roadworthy than it was when I picked it up. So that was actually the first thing I did was rebuild the trailer. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, from from there, what did you what did you do next after the trailer? Uh, with the boat being flipped over, I could kind of start to take the paint off. So it had uh, multiple coats of different camouflage on it, and uh, I wanted a pretty clean paint job when I was done with it. So I ended up stripping out all the paint, and I tried everything under the sun. You read all the Facebook groups and stuff, but I ended up combination of like a orbital sander and a um, an angle grinding wheel and you know, sanding, sanding wheels on that just took forever, but got it clean. How many hours did that take you? It took forever. I don't think I could even give you a number. It, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the patience. Right no, now. it took forever. I would just start spraying. I, I, I'm telling you, I don't think the next one I'll have the patience to do that, but I got it all the way down and clean and I was able to paint it that, that following summer. And clearly all the owners before you didn't have the patience. They did not have the patience. No. Sprayed layer no. after layer of camouflage yeah. on top of it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Now, what so, type of paint did you use, Matt? I ended up, oh man, I researched forever and I ended up using a Dural, it's called Duralux, Duralux, and then it was the marine okay. boat paint, I think it's called. Yeah, so it's a paint online. primer all in one. So yeah. I kind of tried to kick off one step, you know, not having to prime the aluminum. Um, I, I, I did do some vinegar spray and stuff to etch it before, which you're not, you don't need to, but I figured if I brought it this far, I'm not going to shortchanged myself like a half an hour of work so did you um, brush it or did you spray it the i was going to spray it but then a lot of the reviews on facebook were it was better to brush so i ended up just using cheap rollers um, okay and going over I, I took care well before i even got that far i took care of the rivets too there was some le a couple leaky rivets i got those um secured up and then i actually did the uh trying to think of the stuff that i used where you coat the rivets on the outside um mm -hmm. So you don't have any leaking, even if they are loose. So I did all that first and then painted it with that Duralux paint. I was super happy with it. It was really thick. Um, it's kind of hard to beat up, honestly. 
Did you go with like a olive drab or something like that? Yeah, it's like their yeah. green color, the marine boat. And then I uh, used a red leg um, stencil kit oh, from, nice. from their website. Yeah. I have a stencil kit that was red leg. I had my sister actually make it on her cricket machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's so I, I just, I just sent her the pattern. I snipped yeah. it off of the internet and sent her yeah. the pattern. Yeah. Sorry, red leg, but that's what I did. And she uh, she made it on her cricket. So I haven't I haven't dove into the camo yet, but I yeah. have a plan to. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Like, like that's, I, I would not have the patience to strip the paint off. I would definitely be someone who no, just right, right over the top. And that's that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, I was going to well, add you were, That was like my you, next question, Jeff. It sounded yeah. like you started with a pretty clean haul, though. So I did. You know. it, it was scratched and scuffed and had stickers on it and things like that. But I really just cleaned it, power washed it, and then I, I sprayed it. So I bought it. I ended up buying a like a $20 spray gun on Amazon. Yeah, that's and what it, I was gonna they use. Work, they work great, but I've heard you basically can use them once and then throw it out. You can't clean it as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and I was fine with that. So I was like, it's twenty bucks, whatever. And this yeah, the whole boat, it'll be perfect. Um, so I ended up. I was looking at that boat paint that you were talking about, some of the marine yep. ones on there. But I ended up just going to Home Depot. I took the one of the handles off the boat, had it color matched at Home Depot, and I bought like a bare flat exterior paint. Yep. And just threw it in that spray gun and went to town and it actually turned out really well. And I was surprised yeah. that it, it stuck as well as it did, but it's uh, used it for the whole season and it held up nice. I really don't need to do much more on it. Yeah. Wine, so that's good. Nice. Yeah. So it was kind of the cheap way to go. Yeah. But it, it, it won't last as long as yours, man. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> And then I'll just spray another layer on top. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think maybe maybe uh, Matt can give you some tips on on how to on how to uh, strip it. Yeah, you yeah. Can, I want I want to see that. I think yeah. I I'll tell you to have somebody pay to you know blast it off. Probably would be my suggestion next time. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. All right. What? So, okay. Um, lighting electric. Um. Right. I mean, Matt, you did. You built the trailer. You had to redo everything there. What about the boat? What did you yeah. What did you do on the boat? So I wanted everything super clean. And I mean, I think Jeff, you've said you've done this as well. So much Facebook looking on different groups. Um, you know, just kind of an idea. There's a zillion ideas out there, and it's just kind of what you want. So I knew that I wanted my boat to be a fishing boat in summer and spring, and then a hunting boat in the fall. So I I, I had to think like nine steps ahead, right? So. Your front boat light if i have it on in the spring well what happens with that in the fall with the blind over the top of it so i had to put you know connectors up at the front so i had a i've got and my my dad's really good at this kind of stuff so i would like you know sketch out a diagram of like my entire setup right and i'd send it over him and be like is this gonna work when i do it um but i ended up doing a full full-blown i kind of followed tiny boat nation quite quite close on a lot of their sketches and diagrams and ended up using a fuse block um, for for my main source there uh, off the battery. And then I could bring in, um, you know, you've got your navigation and your um, stern lights. And um, then I knew I wanted to, right? yep, I've got a dual village in the back. And then I wanted a floodlight in the front for hunting. Um, and then I've got a couple extra switches um, that I could wire to. But yeah, that was one thing I had to think really far ahead. And I wanted it clean. Um, so I've got like, um, I didn't use conduit, but all my wires are hidden in the side of the hull um, in like a black tubing. So it's pretty clean to and to and from the back of the boat. Um, and then did you just yeah. run them under through like through the ribs then, or did you actually drill a hole and go in, through the gunnel? In the ribs. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what I did too. Yeah. So it's super clean. Mm -hmm. uh, it was super hard when I, because I mean, I've got a lot of wires running front and back. Um, and then I've got actually a neon green uh, light that runs on the other side between the the ribs there. So um, I can flick that in. For like your interior? Yeah, yep, especially hunting, it kind of shines underneath the, under the blind so it doesn't really bother your eyes or anything. But mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of Facebook looking, a lot of looking online how to do things, correct? And just took other people's ideas and make it your own, basically. I had, a, I had an idea of what I wanted, but it was good to hours online. Yeah, those Facebook groups are a really good resource when you're coming up with ideas. I mean, you could yeah. even you can just make a post and say, 
you know, show me this, show me that, show me your 1436 build or your 1848 build. And guys will just post by yeah. the hundreds, you know, pictures of their builds. Everybody's yeah. proud, you know, everybody wants yeah. to show off their build. But it's it's a great place to, to get ideas. It really is. Yeah, I mean, like the switch box was one example. Like I didn't want to buy one. I didn't want a big clunky one. I didn't want to cut into the seat um, where some people put it because I know that when I put my blind on, you know, there's probably going to be some conduit, um, you know, uprights there. So I didn't want to like have to awkwardly switch underneath the seat or anything. I didn't want my boots bumping it. So I had to think ahead like that. And then you find posts like, how did you do it? Or how, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you find that a lot of people just buy waterproof Amazon boxes and, you know, cut in a, cut in a switch panel and, you know, um, yep. I've run seen your wires right that into it. And that's yep. what I did. So it's a waterproof box. Everything's waterproof in and out of it. So Oh, yeah, that send was me a idea. picture of that. Yeah, I, ended, yeah, yeah. I actually ended up 3D printing a switch box, which was which was fun. Um, but I only have two rockers, so I don't have okay. nearly the amount of electrical yeah. activity going on in my boat that you do. I don't have a bilge or anything like that. Basically, yeah. just have navigation, interior light, and a light bar. Yep. Um, so I only have two switches. So I, I ended up 3D printing a box. It, it worked pretty well. I haven't stepped on it yet. I think if, once I step on it, it's going to be game over. You'll be but, printing another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think I think it costs like thirty cents to print. So I think it'll yeah, work. that's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. Okay, that's crazy, Jeff. You three D printed it. Yeah. I'm I'm my mind's blown right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have three D modeling software like a sure. SolidWorks or Pro Engineer or something like that, Matt, you've probably heard of those terms. But oh yeah. It's There's it's really easy to draw printed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And yeah. 3D printers, I mean, a lot of people have them now. You know, you can ask a bunch of your buddies. It's, odds are somebody's got access to one. Um, yeah. There's even little shops that you can send a file to, and they'll print it for you um, for relatively yeah. cheap. So, okay, all right, I'm I'm learning a lot right now. Good about a lot of different See? topics here. You're getting you're getting into it. You're going to be building a boat here next week. I'm, start, I'm gonna start looking on Facebook for you tonight. Just start sending them over, right? Mm -hmm. Send them over on our group chat. I I would love to see it, right? I would love. Well, I'm, and I'll, I'm talking boats. Yeah, I start sending boats over to you to buy. Yep. Yeah. You send send them on over. I'll show Jeff. <laughs> I'll show Jess, and she'll be like, she'll laugh at me. Like, I, okay, like you realize you have to actually back this up too, right? That's a, you know that's a whole other skill. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk to Eric. Can teach you that one from Okay, Hunter uh no eric eric cannot <laughs> teach us that okay cannot teach me that all right you don't well eric eric is the the co-founder of OKS hunter for those folks who are not familiar um he and i did a trade show down in iowa at the uh, iowa deer classic and it's lucky that we brought one of the other co-hosts for the OKS hunter podcast along because there is no way that either one of us was going to be backing up the u-haul to set up our booth just mm -mm. Nope, that was there was some expert backing up going on there that I certainly could not do. Um, okay, let's jump back in a like okay, back into things. Yeah, Matt, when you were yeah. talking about all the electrical that you did, I was yeah, I was sort of glazing over because there was so much going on there. Yeah, like how how long did that take? So I had planned it out pretty much an entire winter, um, and then kind of bought things on Amazon or wherever I found them you know, over that time. Um, so when it came time in spring and I got the boat on the trailer, stencil done, it was, it was just a matter of putting in the amount of time after work. I mean, it really, the initial wiring in probably took like a couple nights after work one week. And then the final buttoning up, getting the battery in, I even have a, I've got a charger system on the battery so you can just plug in, um, you know, especially when like during hunting season, you can just run a run a cord into the blind and not have to worry about taking anything out. But it probably took three weeks, four weeks total, you know, on and off when you had the time after work with a four or five month old, um, which makes it kind of difficult. So it's just spread out the work. It really wasn't too bad. Have you run a separate battery for the motor? And yeah, a I've, got a, battery for I've got the a starter accessories? battery. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I've got a spot I built in the when I redid the front deck. I've got a separate spot for a second battery, like if I wanted to wire it in with my trolling motor in the spring. Um, so I built a like a dual battery rack, but right now I've only got one in it. Hmm. Yeah. Jeff, what about what about you from a wiring standpoint? 
Why yeah, the, elect the electrical took me. It took me a while. I think wiring up those little rocker, that little rocker panel was probably the hardest thing. Um, and like Matt said, you know, making it so you can, you know, with quick disconnects and things like that. So, you know, in the winter time, um, you can pull your light bar off, you know, and things like that easily and bring them inside. Um, so that was, that was really the big thing. Um, so the electrical took a little while, um, but it turned out good. You know, I think my, my one tip for electrical stuff you know, a lot of guys buy these the light bars off of Amazon. You know, that's what I have. I think I have like a 20 inch light bar or something like that in the front. My one tip is to, when you get those and you install them on, and I don't know if you've done this, but run a bead of caulk all the way around that clear, you know, plexiglass. Like between um, the, yeah, between the lights. black edge and the, yeah, yeah I've read yeah, about exactly. that. I, yep. I can't remember if I did that or not. I know because I read about times, it because it keeps the condensation out and moisture. Yep. And those Amazon ones, I mean, they say they're waterproof, but you know, yeah. after a while, it's going to get a bunch of moisture in there. It's going to fog up, um, you know, similar to like the old headlights that you see on people's cars. You know, they get all fogged yeah. up like that. So just run a, a bead of like clear silicone, you know, waterproof caulk around that thing, and it'll stay watertight for as long as you have it. It's, yeah, I read about that too. Yep. I don't remember if I did or not. Well, when I get the boat back um, in a couple of weeks here, and I add those additional lights, I'll probably be doing that to, to all the light pods. There you yeah. go. <laughs> no, that's good. That's this is um sometimes I swear you guys are speaking a foreign language, <laughs> but I think I, I think I'm getting it here. Okay, so um you stripped it down, you painted it, um, you know, you you did the electrical, um, any of the wiring, any of that stuff. So what was the next thing? thing for me was the motor yep um well i did put some hydro turf in that was kind of right after the paint and then we kind of skipped over that um that's another thing i would recommend for sure matt i don't i know you just bought some yep probably waiting to install it for the year I am. yeah um the hydro turf is amazing uh you know it, it softens things up it makes everything quiet nothing slippery you know it goes on super easy looks awesome um and i think i, I think i got the duck camo pattern but matt you went with brown yep dark brown and you had a reason for that right yeah yeah so i figured it would kind of hide the uh the mud from me getting in and out with the waders mm -hmm. and uh it would be easy enough that when you get you know blood and whatever else you know throughout a duck season to to spot it and wash it off pretty easy so that's my theory we'll see how it kind of pans out no, i thought summer. that was that was super smart it was something i definitely never thought of but you're right i mean it's even after the one season and me power washing the thing every time i get home it it's still you know that that mud stains on that camo pattern and it starts to look a little crummy so yeah. the brown will probably turn out nice when will you make the switch jeff <laughs> no i'm not gonna make the switch it'll eventually turn brown it just might take a little while yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah the next thing for me was the motor uh my old boat I had a, I started off with a swamp runner. Um, there's, there's three major brands that make these long tail kits from Thailand. They call them Thai kits. I think they all come from the same factory. Probably. I think it's swamp runner, um, mud skipper and beaver dam, I think are the three brands. Um, so those are great starter long tails. Um, I had that initially they're, they're pretty cheap. They come in a kit shows up in a bunch of boxes and you throw it all together. Um, go buy a motor from Harbor Freight and you're ready to go. Um, so, you know, you could do that for 500 bucks. You could build a whole, a whole kit for a small boat. So it can be pretty budget friendly. And then this last year I upgraded to, um, um, I can't, I think of the name, a backwater, backwater kit, um, which is definitely a lot more, um, but the quality is really nice. Those tie kits are, I think it was an 85 inch shaft. Um, so the thing it's like it's like steering the titanic i mean on small water that's insane on a tiny boat it takes forever to turn um so just shortening that shaft up to my new one 65 inches was just night and day difference um especially on the small water and rivers that we go on is that um, backwater one like a kit engine as well or is that all one like an engine the whole thing you bought together uh, I had to buy the engine separate. Um, it did come in a kit 
but the kit was a lot less pieces than the the tie kits um and it's all american made um you could tell the the quality is just significantly better but you pay for it right so i mean if you guys are just getting into it those those tie kits are are great you know they're a great starter um things to do but yeah the motor i ended up buying from harbor freight uh the predator motors are extremely popular in the mud motor game um, there's even a Facebook page called Predator Mud Motors, um, which is has thousands and thousands of followers, and people post on that all the time. Yeah. Um, so that's a great place to go um, to get advice and things like that. Um, but yeah, you can switch to the backwater kit. Love it. Can't say enough good things about it. Um, it's not a speed demon, but it's got tons of torque, and it it just eats up anything that you throw at it. So it, it's really nice. I can attest to that. Yeah, <laughs> lived it firsthand. And now, Matt, you completely have a a, a different thing, right? You got an outboard. Yeah. Yep. So, um, the boat came with like a I don't remember what it was, like a '78 Mariner. And I'm not knocking old two strokes because they're they're great if you kept them, you know, with the right upkeep and everything. But this one had seen much better days. You wake the neighbors with that one back in the now. day. So, um, I had kind of got it checked out out at the local local marina and they had kind of suggested like i i probably was better off you know cutting ties with it and going a different direction so i ended up putting that one up on marketplace and sold it in like a day and a half you know somebody wants somebody always wants it for their own or a rebuild of some kind so i said you can have it and then uh ended up saving saving my pennies and bought a, a new mercury outboard a 40 horsepower so um buddy from dog training his dad owns a marina here and had connections to you know make the right calls to to get that order in and i can kind of trust them with all any of the maintenance if i have anything come up or whatever it's been kind of nice to be able to ask them questions and stuff so yeah that's a tiller handle right you don't have it is or anything yeah yep it's a tiller and i I knew i wanted an outboard for fishing you know in the spring and summer it would be just quiet it's it's whisper quiet so you know it'd be it's more of a convenient that convenience for me is it pretty easy to handle a, a tiller 40 horse uh, so uh that's the biggest tiller i've ever handled like growing up back i think i've used like the 9.9 20 25 maybe yeah. and that was always fast like huh. the first couple of times i've taken it out was like scary fast by myself like uncomfortable don't have to worry about going that fast ever with a blind on it so um it's it's nice though it's it's so smooth um, so quiet and it's yeah, I can trust it on the river you know it's it's nice to know that I right I can get to and from the launch no matter what's going on so that's the big thing yeah when, yeah when you're hunting the Mississippi and you're that's yep. that's, that's reliability is key yeah so that was a huge huge factor in that decision do you ever find yourself wishing you had a mud motor like do you get yourself into areas that are so shallow that you find yourself paddling or using a trolling motor or something like that there's definitely like this year the river was down quite a bit there was times where i'd you know i'd trim it up and i'd either get out and push it into the right spot or whatever and then trim the motor down into some to some sand you know to get the motor back down so i can close the blind up but would i get any farther probably not the spots i'm looking at there's plenty of people with mud motors out there and yeah, mm-hmm. they get into some lily pads and stuff, but um, some of those spots, I don't know how much you'd, how much better you'd be putting out decoys and running a dog through anyway. So I, I think I'll be pretty okay, uh, you know, with what I've got set up. Nice. Yeah, yeah outboard, I, I, it'd definitely be nice. You know, there's so much more reliable, like you said, but and the small rivers and stuff here, you'd probably trash that. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing is out. I probably couldn't take mine back home and hunt, you know, on the lake I grew up just because there's so many weeds and stuff. You you never see people with outboards out there. You, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't make it past the boat launch. So I know that there's a trade-off, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to switch the setup quite a bit if, if that was the case. But overall, you're happy with it, huh? Oh, yeah. Love no it. regrets. No. Nice. No, love it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, Jeff, what about – so Matt's going to keep his engine for – his motor for his – long as possible what are you gonna are you gonna try to upgrade again anytime soon <laughs> i just bought this thing like i only have one season through it i yeah um, but so so what we're always looking to spend money yeah, on that next thing right it, it's an addiction yeah I'd, I'd love to have something a little more horsepower um but 
you, know, you do I'd have, have a need buy, for I'd speed. have to buy I'd have to buy a bigger boat. You know, that's, yeah. that's oh, oh, what a terrible thing, you know, <laughs> to buy a new boat and get a bigger motor. I mean, I don't, I, I won't touch that motor unless a little bit bigger of a boat comes up. And I, I don't think I'd want anything more than a 14 foot for what we do, but a 1440 or 1442, I think just having that extra four to six inches is huge in terms of stability. Um, you know, be just being able to stand up in the boat a lot better and, and things like that. But if I, 1442, I think my 15 or 16 horse long tail would, I mean, it would push it, but it might be a little bit of a dog. So I'd probably have to upgrade to like a 23 horse or something like that. Um, if I, if I went with a little bit bigger of a, a boat. Yeah. You're up. You do have a need for speed too, Jeff. I have to say like, um, gotta get there, man. Yeah, that's right. You do. You do. When we went out, when we went out scouting a few years ago, the first time, the only thing you talk about is, man, I wish this motor was faster. I was well, totally because we were going. That's because we were going about five miles an hour. Like I'm not trying to go thirty miles an hour. We we're. <laughs> I was. We couldn't even was, get the boat on plane. That was a little bit different story. I was. I was totally fine going five miles an hour, but that's yeah. you know that's a whole other thing. My boat um, is not that. It's twenty miles an hour by myself is as fast as I I would want to go in a boat that size. I think two guys and a dog it does fifteen, and that's about perfect for what what we do yeah no it was it like i could tell the upgrade in the motor when mm -hmm. we when we went out last year it was it was significantly faster uh to your point it handled better too um oh yeah talk about i just yeah it was it was a you know significant upgrade and i mean the river hunting is full of trash i mean and by trash i mean like muck weeds down trees logs everything mm -hmm. i mean you know um and that's and the just, great part with the long tails. I mean, you can yeah. you can hop down trees easily and you can just pull on that tiller handle and pick the shaft up out of the water and not mess your prop up. So that's the one advantage. That's why they call them the four by four of mud motors, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you can just cool. pull that prop out of the water to make sure that it doesn't, doesn't get damaged. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Motors. I think the only thing left is, uh, is, you know, on top, right? We're talking the blinds. Um, you know what you what you did with that as for when you, when you built your boat matt you've yeah. been you've been going first let's let's sure. let's hear let's hear it yeah so growing up you know in like homemade pvc type blinds on the boat and or or conduit and a, a buddy of mine even a conduit blind but there's always some sort of pins and stuff like i didn't want i didn't want any you know anything my hands are getting cold it's hard to set up and put down you know, there's broken pieces everywhere like i wanted i wanted away from that so um like living on the river i kind of started seeing like those like permanent blinds basically um or hard side blinds high lows um so i kind of knew i wanted that but i also knew it had to come off um be removable for for owning one boat only but multi-purpose so um after hunting with that buddy of mine he's a welder here in iowa and um he's built a number of blinds for the river before and i've hunted with him a lot so basically i came to him and said what do i need to buy to you know have you make me something uh similar to yours so that's the kind of route i went so it's a all conduit blind um and it's got three hatches off the side so three shooter stalls with a door for a, a drop down dog door and then it's got a, a door in the rear for the outboard you swing out when you're driving and then it's got a front access door um, the whole thing is skinned with, um, it's the same material as like, uh, you see on semi trucks with like a tarp covering, like really thick mm -hmm. industrial tarp. And then over that is a net and then, uh, zip tied to that with like a thousand zip ties is, uh, the raffia grass. So that it took him, I think it took us three day, two or three days to, to weld the blind together. And then it took me a couple of weeks to get the whole thing. So, you know, I wanted something that I just could, I could hook up in the morning, drop in, turn on my lights and go. And that's, that's what this is. So it's pretty much, it's ready to go every time. There's, there's no setup. There's no drop down. Um, it's, it's really nice that way. Can you sit down while you drive it? I or can't. You have to stand I got I gotta stand up. Oh, you yep. have to stand up. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But I guess you That's, can hang on to the side of it. Probably yeah, I'm hanging on to the right? top side, the back side, basically, while I'm driving. Nice. Yeah. How much weight do you think it adds? 
I don't know, hard to say. I mean, me and me and Kelly can lift each half off by itself. So, I mean, it's it's heavy, but it's not. Right. Oh, with a 40 horse outboard, it probably don't see much of a difference yeah. either. Yeah. Right? And and with that on and, and being on the river and, it, you know, looking out for stuff, I'm never flying to, you know, I'm always faster coming back than I am going out. So it's never really, you know, speed's not too much of an issue. You should be loaded up with ducks. You should be slow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, it's because yeah. it's daylight. That's why you're saying. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can get a little sketchy driving in the dark. huh? Yeah, it certainly does. I've had multiple mornings where I was had onyx in one hand and the tiller handle in the other hand same. driving down the river trying to make yep. sure I didn't run into the bank. Yep, same. <laughs> yeah. Same. Where did you buy all your um your grass? Did you get it from Joseph Stern? Uh so my first one was my first batch of it was uh like the banded stuff because I had some leftover from either layout blinds or dog blinds and stuff like that. Um, so I had quite a few bundles left of that, but then, yeah, it was the Jay Stern stuff. My friend okay. told me about that. I yeah. like that stuff a lot. It's a good place. It's cheap it was, too. It, it's cheap and it's, it's more durable. I feel like it's kind of thicker and easier to work with when you're talking right. about weaving it in and out. I like now, it I hear a lot. a lot of guys talk about, you know, when you roll it up and it's wet and it gets all moldy, I really haven't had, you know, I've, yeah. I've had mine rolled up and soaking wet and I really haven't had that issue at all. Yeah. So it seems like it's good stuff. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So Jeff, Jeff, the floor is yours. Talk yeah. about, talk, talk about, talk about your blind. Um, well, I had a homemade blind. I actually just bought a new one. Um, that was kind when? of, uh, I don't know, like a month ago. Dang. Okay. I think I told you I bought it. It was, it was new in the box, but it was used on Facebook marketplace. So the guy had bought it last year and bought a bigger boat and didn't need it anymore. So I got a really good deal on it. Um, but the big one that I get a lot of questions on is my homemade blind that I made. It's a scissor blind. Um, just as Matt kind of had mentioned that, you know, it collapses um, and then rolls up onto the one side of the boat. Um, so it's nice for, for traveling. You can pop it up. But the big thing is that, you know, you need a couple of guys. You know, one guy's got to hold one up, one side up and put this pipe in and this pin in. And the other guy's got to hold the other side up. And it can, it, it works great. And it was really budget friendly. I think it only cost me like 250 bucks. Um, it was all, I think three quarter inch electrical conduit. Um, and then I um, had Bimini top brackets. If you guys have heard of Bimini, they make a lot of, used? yeah, they use a lot. Yeah. They make a lot of canopies for pontoon boats. So if yeah. you ever look at a pontoon boat um, in those collapsible canopies, it looks exactly like what you see on scissor duck blinds. Um, so those little swivel brackets that you can buy on Amazon and all over the place, um, those work awesome for, for homemade duck blinds. Um, that seemed to be pretty popular on those Facebook groups. I saw yeah, plenty of those being for used. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. They work great and they're super cheap. Um, they're just little shoulder bolts with a little eyepiece that goes into the electrical conduit. Um, and then they just swivel wherever you want them. Um, and then I had some camo netting. The backing that I used for the camo netting, I actually bought a practice net for golfing oh, yeah. off of Amazon. Um, it was like a 50-foot net or something like that, and I cut it up and zip-tied it with like a 1,000 zip ties like you were saying, Matt. Yeah. Um, I probably still have zip ties that I missed and didn't cut. Yep. You end up seeing them every every time you look at the boat. There's more zip ties that you need to cut the ends off of. Yep. Um, but yeah, it worked great. Um, it's something I can post some pictures of, obviously, if anybody's interested in, in seeing how I did it, we can post some pictures of that. But my new blind is a, a beaver tail blind, nice. um, which is just a, a fold over blind. You literally just undo the travel cover and pull it over your head. And it's got three um, shooting holes in the top that are Velcro. Uh, so it should be it should be much easier. I have a couple nephews now that are starting to get into hunting and have shown some interest in duck hunting. So I wanted something simple, you know, something I wouldn't have to, you know, have them hold this and me hold that. And just, you know, in the dark, it's just not easy. Um, so looking forward to trying the, the beaver tail blind out this year. Do you plan on putting grass on that one too? Yeah, uh, I'm going to mud it. Um, that's one thing, you know, a lot of those yeah. blinds, when you buy in the canvas that they use, it, it can be real shiny. It, it doesn't look shiny, but yeah. when you're on the water in the sunshine, it, it's they are basically like a big reflector um yeah. so a lot of guys mud their blinds um where they basically just fill a bucket of mud up um 
put mud all over it, let it dry and then sweep it off. And it just really takes that, that shine off of the, the material. Um, so I'll do that this summer and then I'll, I'll buy a little bit of grass and, and put it on there. I, I want to try to mostly stick with natural vegetation. I know when you get out there, it takes a lot longer. Um, but I kind of want to try that a little bit this year and, and see how that goes. But so yeah, nice. we'll see. Tyler, you can help me cut some, I'll cut some grass. I'll help you cut some grass. Absolutely. All right. All right. Absolutely. I mean, you take me out hunting, so of course. we should get the kids over for muddying the canvas. They'd probably have a blast doing that. Actually. Ah, uh, yes. That sounds like Just, a great a great play date with the little kids. Uh, it does. If there's anything that involves them getting filthy dirty, they're all in. Yeah. Your we should do that. I'm gonna. I'll have to have Lauren talk to Jess on that one. Yeah. All right, we'll let we'll let them we'll let them line that up. <laughs> I think we both know we don't really run our own calendar. Okay, so that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, we covered a whole bunch of stuff, right? I think we went from like what you look for in your boat when you were shopping for it, picking it up, stripping and painting it, lighting electrical. We talked about picking the motor, what you guys look for. Talk about the blind that you want. And is there anything else, like anything else that, that we missed um, that we didn't talk about that you guys did in your in your boat builds? I don't think so. My boat's simple. I mean, it's... That hit the list was, I had. Yeah, it was pretty budget-friendly. Like I said, I think the whole thing um, start to finish was probably four dollars $5,000. Um, so not bad. I mean, it, it gets me where I, need, where I need to go. and gets you out on the water and gets you hunting. Yeah. That's, that's the main goal. And that's, that was that the question I was going to ask is, okay, all in, like how much did you put into building your own duck boat? You know, you can take the motor out of it too. Cause that's, that cost can, can vary a little bit depending on what you're looking at. Um, yeah. With and, the motor out of it, I probably only like three grand into it. Okay. If that, yeah. yeah. And that includes hydro turf, um, blind lights, all that good stuff. Paint thing but my boat's quite a bit smaller than that so i'm guessing you're a little bit higher than that probably i didn't keep track much on the boat part uh -oh. i think i kept track on the trailer and then i was like uh -oh. it's probably best not to keep track <laughs> on the boat Just you don't want to know do the best <laughs> you can are you afraid kelly's gonna listen to this matt no she'll she'll definitely listen to it and she knows what in, what into it so it's gonna be listed on facebook marketplace here <laughs> yeah week. yeah okay all right. I yeah. Mean, you, no, I mean, you really can do them cheap. You can, you know, yeah, you, you absolutely you, can. You don't need to buy the twenty, thirty thousand dollar boat to get out there. You, you don't. No, you know, and even what me and Matt have is probably above and beyond what, you know, the bare minimum that you need. Right. Yeah. You can I mean, go out yeah, there absolutely. with a, a canoe or a kayak or go out yeah. there with a paddle on a small little 12 foot John boat, you know, whatever works, whatever gets you out there hunting is, is all that matters. I think that's, that's, I mean, that's the main thing, right? We just want people to actually go out and hunt. And so like, if, if you learn anything, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I could do it, but like, you know, I have ideas now. I mean, you're feeling my, you guys have filled my head with thoughts. Interesting Here we go. Thoughts. I know. Here I know. Go. I'm, I'm sending I'm, you some boats. I'll start, start sending them on over. Um, I think like, you know, like three grand Jeff without the motor, that's, that's affordable. I mean, it's, it's sweat equity. That's like the biggest thing, right? Cause it's, it's right. time, you know, Matt, you took two and a half years, you know, Jeff, you were able to get everything done for your new boat. What in, over the summer you said? Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. But I, yeah. and like I said, I had a lot of that stuff and I, I, I knew what I had done on the previous build too. Right. So, you know, even though I remade some stuff, I already knew what to do. Um, right. So that, that helped the time frame to speed things up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Did, how much longer was your, your prior build? Like how much longer did that one take you? That one might've took me a year. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I ended up selling that boat and I think I made a profit on it. If, if anything, I, I broke even and I used it for two years, you know, and still was able to at least break even on it. So they're fun to build. I mean, it's, if you do them right, it's, it's really hard to lose money. You know, if you go to sell them, it's, you're usually making a profit and it's really just your time. But if you enjoy it, then that's it's really not worth anything, right? That's right. Hey, hey, you know, there's there's worse things you could spend your money on, and there's worse things you could do with your time than than build your own duck boat. Right, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up here. But any any other words of wisdom 
um, any tips or tricks for anybody who might be looking to build their own duck boat um, between now this episode will air what probably the beginning of May between May and um, you know September when seasons might be kicking off just get on Facebook marketplace right and have the cash ready <laughs> with whatever your budget is don't be like me and go around to all the ATMs and and uh, convenience stores trying to pull cash out on a Sunday <laughs> just swiping your card withdrawal 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 denied 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 <laughs> that's great um, alright perfect I think um, we'll end with that um, cash in hand cash is king um, if you enjoy, if you're listening and you enjoyed this episode go ahead and leave us a review right the Upduck podcast on Spotify Apple wherever you're listening just give us a quick review let us know what you think um, if it's positive great if it's negative just send us a message on social media instead we, we don't like one star reviews we want all we want like three stars we just want to shoot for three stars we want to be average here yeah. um and then uh we'll we'll look forward to uh you listening to the next episode we'll be changing up topics a little bit and talking more i think we're going to talk about dog training so next episode so um that'll be fun um as we dive into more off-season topics here um other than that uh, enjoy the rest of your day folks and uh we will uh we put out more content here soon.